0: oklahoma business down in el reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um ford lincoln or whatever i'm sure they could find anything you want um check them out DiffyFord.net, and then on instagram at diffiefordlincoln This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at HIA10.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's beef farmers and ranchers, we want to remind you that beef can be part of a heart-healthy diet. To find heart-healthy beef recipes, go to oklabeef.org forward slash recipes, link below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode. Today we are up in Guthrie maybe, towards Guthrie, in the Guthrie region. I uh, love driving up here. I love being reminded of the countryside. And I, every time I drive into the country, I just think I should have a house out here. And I need to just convince my wife not to worry about how close she is to work. Um which is a constant on this podcast, uh, but it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest today, Malia Smith, who is the Director of Community Relations and Advocacy at Pepper's Ranch. Malia, thanks so much for inviting us up here today.
1: Thanks, Mike. I'm happy to be on.
0: Yeah. Uh, so um, for when, when people meet you and they just say, Malia, what do you do? Like, What, what is Pepper's Ranch? What, what do you usually tell them?
1: Well, first of all, most people don't know what Pepper's Ranch is. And so they're often, once I describe it, they're just astonished by everything that we're able to accomplish. So what is Pepper's Ranch? So we are a foster care community in Guthrie. Um, We have 240 acres. And inside of our community, we house 15 families. And these families get to be certified through the state of Oklahoma or an agency partner. um, And they come to the ranch with the heart to serve youth in care. And what we ask is that when they come to the ranch, that they will serve a minimum of four children in care here at the ranch. Um, one of the beautiful things that the ranch is able to offer families when they commit to joining us is that we provide wraparound services. And so what does that look like? Um, we often say that it's very hard for families to be able to take care of all their children's needs and not compromise one youth for another. And here at the ranch, they don't have to make those compromises. So we provide um, therapeutic programs for our youth. Um, Therapeutic programs would be like dance therapy, art therapy, music therapy, equine programs, Mother's Day Out, fishing, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, taekwondo, things like that, Um, they're all provided here at the ranch. We also do counseling and tutoring, Um, again, here provided at the ranch, and it's at no cost to our families. Yeah.
0: A lot of things going on. A now.
1: lot of things going on here.
0: <laughs> so um, with all that stuff going on, how what's your connection to it? How do you, do you grow up around here? Is this part of, is this part of your family's business and land? Like what's your kind of connection?
1: So my connection started with um, prior to joining the ranch, I worked for the Department of Human Services and I was a foster care worker. And then I moved up and ended up being in uh, supervising um, different agency partners and um, my connection also is is that I am a foster parent, so I have different lenses um, that I'm able to speak to, um, and so I got connected through the DHS side of things. Um, and when I transitioned this way, it made it very easy to be able then to see what what things are happening out here and be able to promote what's going on here at the ranch to different people who just walk up to me and say, what do you do? You know, so it, it makes it very easy for me to get excited about telling people what Pepper's Ranch has to offer youth yeah. and families.
0: So do you grew up in the area? You, you I'm know, from so Oklahoma. Okay. Uh-huh,
1: so, and I reside in Edmond. I've been there probably 30 years now. So I, I have been familiarized with this area.
0: Yeah. And school, high school, college, like what, what's your kind of journey before, you know, going to the department mm-hmm. um, to work for the state?
1: So I... Grew up in Oklahoma City, and then I moved to Norman to go to school for um, high school. And so I'm a Norman Tiger graduate, Got Tigers. And then I moved to UCO, um, came to, Nor- uh, to Edmond to go to UCO, um, where I received my... My degree in communications and public relations. And then that's how I then transitioned into working for the Department of Human Services. Yeah.
0: So what was kind of like the plan when, you know, when you're in you're in university and you think, I'm going to go into you know public relations and, and do some of that. But did mm-hmm. you have a, were you, did you have kind of ties to foster care early on? Like, how, how do you kind of develop this kind of love and, and passion and, and how does it weave into your
1: story? Absolutely. So my story is... Um, my mother worked for the Department of Human Services for 32 years of her life. And so um, taking care of others has always been what I what I knew. Um, I, too, was adopted. And so um, at six weeks old, I was adopted. I've always known that I was adopted. Um, and so I think those two things, um, being adopted, having my mother serve the, her community, uh, is what drew me to, to be in this field. Uh, going through school, I was a preschool teacher. And so children has always they have always been very special to me. I, I think I have a natural knack for that. Uh, so I think it was an easy transition. I don't want to say I always thought I would end up at the Department of Human Services. I really kind of thought I would be a teacher or a nurse. Um, but again, watching my mother uh, perform and enjoy her job, I think that's kind of what the, the bridge was for me to transition
0: yeah, it's um, it makes sense now, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. It's always interesting, you know. I love doing this because you you always find out kind of the deeper backstory and and you know, there's so many little reasons and obviously mum and, and you being you know uh, adopted as well and just all these little things tie mm-hmm. in. Like, well, it's a no brainer that you work here now, right? right? But people that just meet you or see you, but you know, get an email from you, like, oh, I wonder what Malia's story is. So it's really neat. Yeah. So, um, so this place, the 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 opportunity comes up for you to come work here.
1: It does. And so um, the executive director and myself, so it's Ashley Hahn is the executive director here. She and I had worked in the past together uh, through the Department of Human Services and uh, the opportunity came and she, as she would tell you, she poached me and she said, hey, I've got this opportunity. Would you be interested in joining the team? And I said, you know, I I think I'm ready for a change. And so um, I trusted her leadership. And so here I am. Um, And it's been a really nice journey. Does
0: how does the kind of like the the outdoors and, and the ranching side of things kind of weave into your story as well? Is that something you were familiar with growing up?
1: <laughs> no. So I did not grow up on, on a ranch. I grew up in the city. Um, I've always enjoyed being outdoors, um, but no, uh, you know, fishing, hiking, things like that. I've always enjoyed that, but I've never had the experience to be on a ranch and and to be clear i am not a ranch hand i I don't know how to do any of those things um i will go outside if you want me to mow a yard i can do i can help you with that but um if it if it's anything about our equine program i will come and feed them some carrots and some alfalfa cubes i that i'm really good at that
0: Yeah, me and you could do the same the same task because I'm not, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing otherwise. I would not, yeah. Uh, but Teach I do, me and I'll learn. Exactly. Yeah. I know how to work hard, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Point me in the right direction and show right. me what to do. Uh, no, I, I think that I'm sure, you know, we'll talk about it, but just the benefits of being outside and, and just the, avail- you know, the land available that you guys have out here. At the, and, and there's so much things in the future and so many projects. And, you know, the cool thing about you is that, you know, you get to come in and see and, and you're like, hey, I remember when we were talking about this idea from around the table and now it's, you know, however many years down the line, we have this building or we have this this activity or whatever it is and this place is growing. So that's a real neat part about being here. And I think, you know, Most people who come to a spot like this that has so much growth available to it tend to stay here for a really long time.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So right now we have 14 families Mm -hmm. who reside on the ranch. Um, And so there are two-parent households. And then on the ranch, we have about... On any given day, we have about 96 youth that live here, and our families are blended families. So what does that mean? So that's going to be, um, there's biological kids here, there are adopted children here, and there are foster kids here. Um, And every child, doesn't matter where you fit in on that, every child gets to experience the same things here. Um, Oftentimes when kids come into care, um, they feel very isolated and they feel... Looked at, judged. Um, so when they come to this ranch, everybody. When I say they look the same, everybody has had kind of an experience of foster care, and so they don't have to necessary. They don't have to necessarily identify themselves, but they can identify. And so I think it makes it a, a lot easier for them to be able to just to begin to relax and then start working on their healing, mm-hmm. um, which is so very important. That's what we do here.
0: Yeah. So are there many places like this around the state and around the country? That you- Kind of model off as well.
1: So, Pepper's Ranch was—I don't want to say the original in Oklahoma because I, I, I don't have my facts—but we were one of the first mm-hmm. um, when we were originally designed. We were a group home for boys, mm-hmm. um, and our founder, Hal French, um, he lives in Edmond, who's doing amazing things there as well. Still, um, as he as he developed this idea of living for children in care, um, a few things were discovered that were unknown at the time. So, for example, we had house parents, and they were paid, and they rotated in and out. Well, unknown to us, we were helping create attachment disorders. And then, because this was a boy's ranch, siblings were separated. And so he says, you know what, we, we can do better. And he began to look at models outside of the state and came back with the board of directors. They pitched it and redeveloped it. And then Pepper's Ranch was born. So there are some other communities um, that are also like us um, that, that that do wonderful things. I think our community, the, the the reason it's a little bit different is the acreage that we have. So there's a beautiful community um, in, uh, I think it's Luther, Um they have about eight homes. And so it's a little bit tighter. Um, and then there's some housing that's available with another agency partner. So that's just individual houses throughout the community versus a, 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 um, a support system like what we offer. So there's different, different, you, you can find what works best for you. Most of our families to speak to what you said just a little bit ago. Um, Families who live outside the ranch, that have to foster on their own, usually are able to foster for about two years before they close their home. Fostering is is challenging. It has a lot of challenges that come with it. Um, And so if you don't have the right supports for yourself and for the children that you're serving, um, you get tired, you get burned out, you get frustrated, and you just say, I'm done. And so they close their doors, which is a hardship for the state because we have so many kids in care that need family-like settings. Well, here at the ranch, because we can provide those resources, our families on the average will live here at the ranch for six years. Um, we have some that have been on the campus for 13. And so it really just depends on what, where they are, what they need. Um, and so again, they can adopt their children and continue to reside here. And because once adoption happens, trauma doesn't end um often trauma comes after adoption and so we want to make sure that we're supporting those youth through adulthood to give them whatever they need so that they are productive and independent adults mm-hmm. that's what we're looking to do yeah
0: so so uh, uh, so parents and, and and kind of the houses that you guys have out here mm-hmm. how does that whole process work how, do, how does someone i guess apply to Absolutely. get a house here and, and and like you know there might be someone listening that thinks I might might be able to do that. Right.
1: So first of all, you go to our website, peppersranch.com. You'll read through it, read about us, see if it's something that interests you. And then there's a button on this that says, you know, apply. Um, And then I'll call you and we kind of work through things. There are some some main things that you have to be able to do. So the first thing is you have to be certified for two years. We're looking for longevity with our families. Um, We don't want to set you up to fail. So two years is what we're looking for. We want to make sure that you have the capacity to then house a minimum of four kids. That's a lot. Four kids is a lot. And oftentimes our families are already going to come to the ranch with their own biological kids and sometimes their own children. So oftentimes they'll come and they'll say, I've got two that that are biologically related to me. I've adopted one and we're fostering one. So they're going to come to the ranch with four. That one that they're fostering counts as their four. So they have to add three more. So that begins to be a big household pretty quickly. Um, so we want to make sure that, they're, that they understand that. And so we're going to talk to DHS. We're going to talk to their foster care worker to ensure, again, we want to set them up for success. So we want to talk to them to see if they have those capacities to serve large sibling groups. Um, sibling groups is our passion. We want to try to keep kids connected. Siblings come in care. Oftentimes, homes don't have space for four youth. And so two have to go here and two have to go here and it's a hardship. Um, Your sibling relationship is the longest relationship you're going to have in your life. And so it's so important to keep these kids connected and that's what we can do here. Um, We have, our homes are about 3,200 square feet. Um, There are four bedrooms total. Each bedroom basically is like a master suite. Each bedroom comes with their own bathroom, walk-in closets. um, And so they're adequate to put four kids very easily in each room. So size is not a, an issue. And again, there's a of, lot of room, 240 acres to romp and stomp in. We have four ponds. Again, we have an equine program um, and just a, a community swimming pool uh, so that kids can just let loose and have a good time.
0: Seems like a great place to grow
1: up. It's pretty <laughs> good. Well, and as you drive through the community, um, you'll see bike racks. Our bike racks are yeah. full of bikes because the kids are riding, you know, safely through the, the neighborhood. It's yeah. really, really nice. And,
0: and I'm sure there's a lot that goes into just designing the home specifically and how that's evolved over the years Absolutely. too, right? And just saying, oh, I'll just design a normal, quote, normal house, right? And, right. And you think, no, actually, like it's more of, you know, like what you're describing, right? This kind of four master suites, and then you probably have like a kitchen and a common area in Correct. the middle. Correct you know, it's much more communal than it is a, you know, a, a quote, normal house setting.
1: Well, Mike, you, you hit the, you hit it right on the head. So every time that we build, we come to our families and we go, what works in your house and what doesn't work? It's really, cause we don't live here, you know? Um, so what's going to work? What's going to make it the easiest for you? And so every build, there's something new. So for example, um, when we first broke ground on our very first homes. No one had conversion vans, those 15 passenger vans. Everybody had minivans. Okay, so your minivans fit in the garage. Well, now everybody has these 15 passenger tall things. They don't fit in the, our first builds. So we adjusted. So our, our later homes now, those fit in there. Um, we just broke ground last October on four new homes. We went to our families again and say, what works for you? What they asked for was some more, designated flex space so for example all of our homes have an office nook but thank you covid we've decided that we actually need space for kids to learn or for an adult to have their office so now these new homes have office rooms where doors are are connected we also have a designated dining room space Um, so those are some of the the enhancements that we've made on the new homes
0: yeah, it's like having a small classroom, right? <laughs> Cause, right. Because, you know, well, are learning. It, our life families,
1: life. Our, our youth go to uh, Guthrie Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And then our families, like anywhere, have the opportunity to, to design education for each child in their home. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, 19 children on our campus who homeschool. Um, and there are different methods of what homeschool look like. Um, but it, here in Guthrie, um, we have school, And they're... Um, providers will come to our ranch twice a week to provide in-person learning for those students, and so we provide a space for that. And so, yeah, it's it's nice to be able to have. Space for kids to get out of their their home and be able to, to have these learning uh, experiences. Yeah.
0: So how how does like everything? How, how is everything funded? Right. I mean, you got to build these houses and then put all this stuff put together. Do, do, does the, the each parent you know do they pay rent like how, mm-hmm. is it like a normal rent house? Like how does that work?
1: So Pepper's Ranch, we are not an agency partner. Mm-hmm. So for those who understand what that means, I, I don't want to go too far into that. But we're not an agency partner. We are at least tenant that's the relationship we have and then we provide these supports and so parents do pay rent um the rent is very minimal um it's 250 dollars a month wow wow it's 250 <laughs> a month um and it's so uh, because we don't want our families like we sure. just don't want them to worry yeah. about that yeah, what yeah. their job is is to focus on these youth to give them all the supports we do require that one parent work most of our parents both of them will work um uh, so that's kind of what that looks like. Um, you had, a, you asked yeah, me that. I thing. mean,
0: it just takes so much stress off, right? Like the parents too. Absolutely. Right? That's kind of what I was thinking with like, you know, yeah, this is all well and good, but like someone's got to pay for it. something, that's right. It, right. And mm-hmm. you know, you have bills and everything and, and it's really cool that you're, you know, just building a neighborhood really. Absolutely. You know, and, and a neighborhood specifically for foster care and, and, and just kind of you know, all centered around the kids. And, and, and like you said, it's, it's not just finding parents, it's, it's education, it's trauma, it's, it's everything Absolutely, this year. And that all stuff takes, you know, money, time and resources. And, you know, it's just amazing this place exists.
1: Well, when you talked about, you know, how do you, how do we find our funding? We are very blessed to have amazing donors out there. Um, we always need more help. So if people want to if people get inspired by what we do or just what I'm saying today, I encourage you to go to our website, become a monthly donor, sponsor events that we're going to be doing. Um, that's, how, that's how we're able to make this work. We also apply for grants. Um, we are not state funded and we, are, we don't receive financial, money, um, financial support either. Um, so donations, that's what keeps us going. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and for everyone who, who knows the podcast and knows the agriculture world, that side of thing isn't cheap either. Is That's it? right. So like, Absolutely. You, know, you have two neighborhoods, you know, you neighborhoods to deal with. And also, you know, the, the quote farming side of things, which never stops as well. So but it's fun to have the kids and, and to teach them so many life lessons in the neighborhood that you have out here.
1: Thank you. And when people think about Pepper's Ranch, um, I think that they... It's, it's one of those things that you really have to come to the ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage, again, there's on our website, you can sign up to come for a tour. I encourage you to come because the moment you cross our cattle gates, there's something that changes. I, I can't explain it to you, but something changes when you roll over those, those cattle gates to come onto this property. Um, there's a spirit. There's energy. It's just different. Um, so come tour the ranch. See what we're about. We really are a community. So when you think about Obviously, we're not as large as Oak Tree, but, like, it looks like mm-hmm. a community, a neighborhood community that is gated. That's what this looks like. It's what it feels like. But but it's, as you talked about, Mike, earlier, it's a therapeutic world for, for these kids.
0: Yeah. How, how do you go about, you know, how, how do the kids go about getting here? Like, what's that process?
1: So the state of Oklahoma... Mm-hmm. It, They're the ones who oversee uh, youth and care. And so each family has a foster care worker and the families get to, to, when they're, getting approved to be families, um, they get to have specs on what, what they can accept in their home and what they can't. So for me, I'll just talk about myself. So um, my age range is zero to 12. I can accept male and female. Um, There are some behaviors that I will accept. There are some behaviors that I won't. Um, There are some medical um, concerns that I will accept. And there are some medical concerns I won't. Once that gets done, they, they populate me, if you will, and they try to match me to those youth that are in care. And then that worker will call and say, hey, Malia, I have this youth that's in that needs a bed tonight. Do you think they might work for you? And I might say, tell me a little bit more about them. And then they'll break it down for me. And then I can say yes or no. Um, so that's how kids get placed here.
0: Yeah. So d- dive into kind of just that, you know, every day, what you guys do here. And, and you know, I see the parents, there's a lot of parents taking care of kids and you have houses and your future is to build houses, but you have so much land here and so many plans. Mm -hmm. Dive into that. We have plenty of time if you want to share, you know, like the future and on what you're working on on a daily basis and what you're going towards as well.
1: Well, a few things. So help me stay on track. (laughs) So summertime is super busy here for us because our youth are here full time. Mm -hmm. And so our summer programs are full. Um, And so what, my One of my roles is, as I talk to the families, I talk to the youth to see what gaps are we missing, um, because there might be something missing. So, for example, um, my families told me, hey, a long time ago, we used to have like a martial arts. It'd be really nice to have that again, because the interest died, and so the program went away. Not, Great. Let me connect with partners. So, again, when you talk about, well, how does this place run? We have amazing partnerships in the community. And so um, we've got this great um, partnership with our martial arts um, give it up. And they come and they they volunteer their time once a week here on this campus. Um, same with our um our art director and um, our music instructor, they volunteer their time. Um, And so that's really important. How this place operates, volunteerism. So we have wonderful partnerships um, where churches come, Businesses come. Oftentimes, businesses have where they have that give it back a day or give it back a week or whatever, and they choose different organizations. Choose us. There's so much thing. There's so much fun that that can be had out here. Um, we have groups that come out and clean a flower bed, and then they'll do a barbecue with moon bounces for the family afterwards, so they can connect. There's just anything you can dream of, we can do that here. Um, but in regards to what what does the future look like for Peppers um, when the was originally built, I'm not for sure how many houses Mr. French thought we would have. Um, again, today we have 15, and so what started off as very small, um, we are now considered a township. And with townships, things change. So our infrastructure has to be redesigned. That's very expensive. So we are working with the county, uh, Logan County, to work on our fresh water being repiped, um, wastewater. So we're on a lagoon system. So our wastewater has to, our lagoon has to grow, and we have to redesign that. Um, we have to put in um, fire extinguishers. Our roads have to be redone. Um, that's a $2.6 million project at the end of the day. Um, and so we need help with that. Um, we are very fortunate. We ha- Again, we've had wonderful donors who help us um, help with our endowment. So we've got a beautiful endowment, but with all savings accounts, that's what it is. It's a savings account. We hope we don't have to touch that because we hope we have donors that understand the beauty that's happening on this ranch and say, I want to help. Um, It's not very sexy to say I want to help build your lagoon (laughs) right it's not very sexy putting up a house is a lot better but the more houses that we have we need the lagoon and so it's it's wherever you think that you can tie into us that's what we ask Um, because we cannot do it without the help of Oklahomans and I'll tell you this it's not even Oklahomans we have donors in other states Colorado California we have a generous donor in California who who they come here at least once a year to to connect with us Um, but they believe in what we do here and so they've never even lived in Oklahoma but they believe in us and so if it doesn't matter if you live in Oklahoma you can be in Washington state if you hear this and you I, I bring some passion into you look us up call me come tour that's what we're here for
0: how do you go about building those relationships? Like you said, you know, the, the good thing about you know, your people coming in from California and all over the country to support this, and how do you use how do you, how do you utilize what you have to to get get the word out and and you know, like I said, it's not sexy to ask for money, especially right. for a new lagoon or a road or whatever it is, but you know, it, it's all important, and and you know, you've got to the more, you know, sadly, not sadly, but. Money makes the world go round. That's and, right. You know, and the more money that we have here, the more more can do. Change absolutely. Right. So, how do you go about? You know, you guys as a team getting the word out and and having you know, Pepper's Ranch be be in the front of so many more people.
1: Well, there's a lot of different ways. Number one, our families are our biggest advocates. They talk about us, and then our partners. Um, our partners. So for example, the Oklahoma Beef Council, um, they have been generous to us two times now. Last year, we did an amazing event called Steak and Grape, and we will be hosting it again together um, this uh, this September on the 15th. And what that looks like, um, they part- Steak- the Oklahoma Beef Council is going to partner with Pepper's Ranch, and they are going to host a phenomenal dinner. It's going to have a four-course meal where steaks are paired with robust wines. Um, we will have a live auction. This year's theme is the Roaring Twenties, so come in your greatest Gatsby to get up um, and just enjoy a night of laughter, fellowship, great wines, amazing food, and your, your contributions to that night pour back into the ranch. Um, so our partnerships also help find new connections um when those volunteer groups come out that's another connection um so it's really just meeting people um and then sharing our message
0: yeah it's um that sounds like an awesome event <laughs> come see us it's amazing wine, right? uh, Shout out to Oklahoma Beef Council.
1: That's right. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. What's for dinner tonight? Beef. Yes. Beef, beef is, beef is what's, what's for dinner. dinner for That's sure.
0: right. Um, although Tony Romo doing the ads. We need to get someone better than Tony Romo doing the ads. <laughs> An Oklahoman, for sure. There you go. <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible to do stuff like that, right? connect with local people and, and not just, you know, people outside the state. But, you know, you, you start where everything's important. You start where home is, right? You start and where home is. is. And, and if people, you know, I'm sure you've seen this, the connection to people who can drive here and be here and come and see, all they've got to do is see it. And that's then right. And that's like, you know, the...
1: And they're going to tell someone else. The sales
0: closed at that point, right. right? You know, it's just, hey, how do I get involved and how do I be out here and how you know even if you just volunteer your time um, or or you know, you're, you're with a business and they want to come out and teach the kids something like Mm -hmm. that's all valuable.
1: Well, we are a small but mighty ranch. So again, we have 240 acres and there we're a team of seven. Mm. So we're a very small team. And so when you talk about volunteerism, that's huge. We have a maintenance team of two. So what does that mean? So of the 240 acres, our families are responsible to mow their front and backyard. The team does everything. Our maintenance team of two does everything else. If something breaks on the house, they call us. Our will troubleshoot it if we can't fix it then we call in our experts that we're partnered with Um, so again if you have a roofing company if you have a plumbing company if you have electrical company and you want to partner with us that's amazing that's what that's what we would would look for Um, again these the the repairs on the homes are not up to the the families to take care of that's that's for us and and we're happy to do that for them
0: yeah i mean it's the the service that they are providing is huge right it is you know it's obviously you value that. incredibly and and to make their life so much easier and not have them worry about you know whatever it is taking care of a house or rent payment and you know like you said little things like having a garage big enough to fit you know 15 passengers we don't you didn't think of those things like I wouldn't think of that you know but it all makes sense and building custom houses for that need Mm -hmm. just every little helps right and everything just takes stress off
1: and you know again going back to our programs that we offer when when I talk about families don't have to compromise youth. So for example, you could have someone who says, I want to do dance. And then you have someone who says, I want to do the equine program. And I wanted, and someone else in your house says, well, I want to do cooking classes. I now as a parent living here can say, you can do all of that. You all can take your bikes and go to the programs. You know, I'm going to stay here, whether it's that I'm cooking dinner tonight or I'm working with this one with their education. I can stay here at the home at home keeping this going. You all get to do what you need. You come back home and then we can still have our times together. It's just, again, we're in Guthrie. So it's 30 minutes into town and back. So there's one hour. And then if you have a, a counseling session, there is an hour. So at two hours of your day, you just earned back being here yeah. at the ranch, which is who I need all the time I can have. Like yes. there are four in my home and I need every moment of the day yeah. to make it, to make it be as productive as possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot also that goes to be said about just a safe environment too, right? You talk about riding your bike. Like my, my day job is real estate. And I tell every single buyer when we go tour homes, I said, if you see bikes in yards and you see kids riding around, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. That's right? a great thing. You know, if, I know if you, you know, maybe if you're older and you don't like kids as much as you used to, it's still <laughs> Then don't look for those you bikes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's still, it's, it, you know, we miss that. You know, I, I, I grew up in the 90s, right? Like, mm. I'm 32 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, my mum would tell me to come home when the streetlights came That's right. dark. That's you know? right. Go, you can't oh, do that today. Fun. Hardly today. No. And it's, I, you know, it's, it's sadly, right? We can't do that as much as we used to, but it's, you know. You can do that here. So many, li- yeah, you can. You can do that here. And you here. can be a real kid. Yeah. You know, and not. Be stuck inside playing video games, watching YouTube, Don't or whatever do, they like that. Although Don't there is that. value in that now that <laughs> they do enjoy scholarships. That. people get scholarships, all that stuff now. Um, but yeah, I mean, just going outside and getting you know, getting your knees dirty and mm-hmm. just kind of having a good time and rolling around and like playing football or whatever it is.
1: Well, and the, again, this is a community, and so your siblings may not enjoy fishing. Right. But the neighbors next door and the ones across the street, they do. And so you just go, hey, let's 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 go down. And so you can fish, you know, or this one enjoys, again, going to Girl Scouts or going to Boy Scouts and everybody else doesn't, you, you get to connect on so many different levels. And isn't that what we have to do in, in, the, in society is connect with others. Um, and so I, when you talk about the value that, that these kids and the families are getting here, it, I it's, you can't even, you couldn't put a price tag on it. There's just no way to put a price tag on it. Um, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing.
0: You, you mentioned earlier that, you know, some, some families have been here for 13 mm-hmm. plus some, you said 19 years, I think. is 13. What, 13 uh-huh. was the one. Yeah. Like, what, so do those kids mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, what happens? Do they go to college? Like, how, how does that process work? Because, you know, I think that's a lot of people's questions that aren't aware of foster families, right? They're like, well, so, oh, what happens when they get to a certain age? And, you know, there's so many questions around that. So well, how does that work?
1: What will happen is... Youth in care, if they don't find permanency, which means if they don't get adopted or go home, then they would what we call age out of the system. That's something that doesn't happen here on the campus because usually our families who are fostering, if the goal is always to go home, I wanna say that out loud, I can't say that enough. Kids need to be with their families, but when families are not safe and that's no longer the option, our foster families have already had them in their home for so long, They're family, and so these families will then adopt the children. Now, you ask, well, what happens when they turn 18, and what happened in your home, right? You go off to college, or you go to a Votech, or maybe you don't go anywhere and you have a gap year. That's okay. You can have your gap year here, we do want you working like you just can't be this couch potato, right? Because, again, our we, we hoped that we put enough resources in your life that we gave you some confidence. We gave you some skills to make you want to be productive. And so high school or excuse me, college and, and VOTEX aren't for everybody. So you may say, you know what, I just want to leave and I just want to start working full time wherever. That's great. Stay here and do that. You can do that. Um, and then when you're ready to fly. You fly, you know, and that's what we hope happens. Um, To speak about the family who has been on the campus for 13 years, one of the things about Peppers, again, there's so many special things about us. We have a grandparent program. So on our campus, we have three full-time grandparents. They reside here at the ranch. Again, we're trying to show kids what a nuclear family looks like, and grandparents are so important. It's so important because what their skills were, have to be given back to us as youth. Um, So how do you make bread? It's not just, listen, I just want to go to the store and buy the bread too. But having that grandparent show me how to make bread, showing that, having that grandparent show me how to be in a garden, so having a parent, even just, you know, if you've got an older one that came from famine, right, that shows you how to save, like those are all so important. And so our kids get to have those experiences because we had this grandparent program. Well, one of our families... Um, The Blankenships, Um, they've resided on our campus for 13 years and they decided that their journey to foster was over, but they didn't want to stop giving back to to kids in care. And so they moved over into our grandparent program. So they are now a grandparent here on the campus, which is phenomenal. Um, And so if, if that's something that appeals to you, Go to our website, fill out an application and and, and join us full time. If you don't want to join us full time on the ranch, that's OK. You can still be a grandparent and still pour in. Um, so whatever your talents and whatever your time might look like, we can find something for you here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about kind of the future and like I said, the having those programs and, t- you know, hey, there is a timeline and there is there's a plan put in place if, if you want to kind of go into that area what's the 30,000 foot view what's what's kind of like the 20-year plan like well you know you got so much land out here right. that, that you can really do pretty much as long as you have the infrastructure you can do a lot of things so absolutely what are you so, guys working towards
1: you know about every four three to four years we we build new homes mm-hmm. so that's always going to be part of our journey um but we are piloting a youth a young adult apartment transitional living and so um, that's what we're going to, we're piloting it this October, August. We're going to start that this August, where we're going to have one youth who is, he's 20. Um, he has a full-time job. He still lives here at the ranch in his family's home. He's going to get to move over and be in his own residence where he can have independence. But if I don't know if you remember being 20, but sometimes you make stupid mistakes, yeah. right? Yeah, you yeah. make stupid mistakes. So being twenties is all about, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> and so isn't that nice that you can have that independence, yeah. but still have your family close enough mm-hmm. that if there's something that they need to come underneath and lift you back up, that they're there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're working on. The, the 30-year view would be potentially in, you know— Developing, so we have 80 acres that are across a street, the street from us, that are that's undeveloped, and so potentially putting tiny homes out there for youth is is something that we've considered doing. And so again, we're piloting this to see how well and how responsive our youth are here. to see if it's, if, it's, if it's a good fit for us.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't ask this year. I probably should have. But where does the name Pepper's Ranch come from? And tell me a little bit about our, the founder as well. Absolutely.
1: So Mr. French, Hal French, he's from Edmund, mm-hmm. And he actually grew up close to the Edmund Boys town, mm-hmm. which is what where his passion um, to serve, I won't say gets, got started, but continued to get watered, if you will. Um, and he owns a lot of the land out here. Um the Peppers, um, Marlene and Charles Charles Peppers, owned this property, and they were getting ready to sell. And so he approached them and said, hey, this is what I'm considering doing. Would you consider selling to me? Um, and they loved the idea. Um, and he's a, a very um, humble man. Um, and so he didn't want his name put on it. And so he honored them by putting it as Peppers. And so that's how the name Peppers Ranch was given
0: that's really cool yeah uh, I, I i mean there's so many stories around names and my uh mother-in-law's dog uh, was called pepper oh. and also my uh nephew calls when he gets dr pepper he says my peppers Can so I I, my there's peppers? so many yeah and it's <laughs> really funny and i think my brother-in-law's tricked him out by putting water and a little bit of dr pepper in it and oh he has yeah no idea that's water <laughs> Just, that down you know your parents out there <laughs> listening you know all the tricks because uh, right. he's uh he now he's Five, four, five years old. So water down the drinks. He does not need to be drinking a full can of Doctor Pepper, but he feels sure. like he is. But he feels like a superhero that's after right. he has. That's it. That's right. right.
1: So um, you know, Mr. French, he's, he is still, um, he is still vested. Um, right now, he is working on a project in Edmond, um, Uncommon Ground. He's he's trying to get that off the ground with mm-hmm. with the city of Edmond. Um, so he's just he's just amazing with the with how. When you talk about that 300 mm-hmm. f- view, like he sees it, and then he, he just knows how to, to to make it come together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're so thankful for him and yeah. his support that he's always been he's always given to Peppers. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's really. And neat. we have a
1: beautiful board that that pours into us mm-hmm. monthly. Um, so if you know if you want to be if you want to join our team that way, I mean, there's just so many ways that you guys that, yeah. that, that Oklahomans can get connected.
0: Yeah, talk, talk about the board a little bit, because they might, like I said, they might, if there is someone listening out there that is finding something to give back and they may have aged out of another board and all gone, you know, the web of board terms that they're on, because that's one thing that people love to be on is give back and, and be on boards. And, and, you know, it's if ranching or foster care or whatever mm. it is that's close to you, then this seems, you know, you always find something that you love to do and have a personal connection with that you want to get back to. So how, 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 do, how, what's that process like?
1: Well, so that process would look like, um, First of all, we would hope that you have a heart for for youth and care. And then whatever your talent looks like after that, that would be great. Um, If I were going to put like what we would want in the hat and pull it out, I would love to see someone on our board that has like a medical background, trauma specific. Um, whether that's a counselor, whether that is a doctor, um, that would be amazing because we don't have that right now. And, and then you can speak into, as we continue to develop, you can speak into that. Um, but right now we have um, bankers on our, our board. We have um, architects. Um, we, have, we actually have a family who used to live here. Um, they've moved off the campus and so they're part of the board. Um, so our, our board... Uh, you know, is, is very, um, diverse female and male, um, all ages. So, you know, we, again, we will take you if you, you have to start with a passion. That's all it is. You have to have a passion. And once you have a passion, the sky is the limit. And so that's what we're looking for. People who have passion. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Malia, thank you so much for My, taking some time you. out of your day, sharing Absolutely. what you love to do, sharing your passion, sharing your day job. Uh, for people listening, uh, remind us of, of the website and how they can get involved.
1: Absolutely, PeppersRanch dot com is how you can find us. Go there, check us out. There's many buttons to to click, um, and call me. Give me a call, and I, I would love. I love touring families individuals, mm-hmm. businesses, again, once you, once you come over those cattle guards, it changes your spirit yeah. and you will want to pour in to Pepper's Ranch. Yeah. I know it. And steak and grape is September. September the 15th. Right. Absolutely. Grab your tickets. It's going to be a phenomenal night. All right. I will
0: find the link for that. We'll put that in the description if you All want right, to do thank that you. check that out. But thank you so much for, uh, for doing this. Thank Absolutely. But so just everything you do, it's really cool to hear your personal story and how everything ties in. And obviously, you know, after 45 minutes, it makes sense.
1: It yeah. does. Thank you you i appreciate that uh, thank you listeners
0: yeah so people listening i'll put the link to uh steak and grape in the description uh, which also will link to the website and go check it out and if you're out there if you're someone out there who, who wants to give back and wants to get involved that is in has a background in therapy trauma or medical background um there's a spot for you on the board that's so, right so come thank on thank you mike i appreciate but, that of course thank you so much uh, people listening we'll catch you next episode cheers next
1: episode bye
0: oklahoma business down in el reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um ford lincoln or whatever i'm sure they could find anything you want um check them out diffieford.net and then on instagram at diffieford lincoln This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at hia10.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's beef farmers and ranchers, we want to remind you that beef can be part of a heart-healthy diet. To find heart-healthy beef recipes, go to oklabeef.org forward slash recipes. Link below. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too.